Hello there, music teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 105 of the Beyond Measure podcast. Christina Whitlock here, your anytime piano teacher friend. Happy to welcome anyone to this space who could use a little extra solidarity from a friend in the profession, which honestly is all of us, isn't it? I mean, who couldn't use a little extra dose of studio teacher empathy and understanding this time of year? (laughs) Whoever you are, I think you're in the right place. Today, I wanted to share with you a little ultra helpful tip for managing your feelings and your time. Maybe you've heard this one before, but I would be willing to bet that you could use a reminder today. So, are you ready? (laughs) Today, I'm talking about the many benefits of saying things out loud. Now, you might be thinking, well, Christina, I'm a teacher. I say things out loud for a living. (laughs) Well, ditto, my friend. (laughs) Same here. But, Because we do spend so much of our time speaking to other people for our job, we can easily begin to neglect the importance of speaking to ourselves. (laughs) Because when you are constantly talking to other people, they become your focus. I mean, as they should be when you are teaching. But there are other hours of the day, friends, when we need to be more aware of what we are thinking, or not thinking, or what we are planning to do, or not do. So let's say you have an upcoming block of lessons approaching, and you find yourself feeling, I don't know, kind of sour about it. (laughs) I know you have those days. I mean, at least I surely do. So despite the fact that I love my students, every single one of them, there are definitely those days when I find myself thinking like, "Ugh, I just don't want to today. (laughs) And if you're anything like me, that can end up just kind of spilling over into like grumpiness towards others that I interact with during the day as well as some, like, pretty nasty inner dialogue that I direct towards myself. But, and I want you to try this the next time you're having one of these days, okay? Instead of just allowing myself to mope around all day and just dread that teaching block, what if I took a moment and I tried to say exactly what the problem was? For example, what if I stopped and I said out loud, I do not feel like teaching so-and-so tonight. (laughs) Well, chances are I'm going to stumble upon further rationale when I do that. For example, maybe that initial statement turns into something like, I do not feel like teaching so-and-so tonight because I know his dad is going to come with him and make that weird sighing noise that he does, and it always makes me feel like he's disagreeing with something that I'm saying. Oh, (laughs) now there's a big difference between acting like a bum all day, if, if like for no particular reason, 
and acknowledging the fact that I am not looking forward to something very specific that is making me uncomfortable. And here's the thing. Naming the issue is the first step to resolving it. So if that kid's dad and his weird noises are making me dread every Tuesday evening, maybe I need to address that in some way. Or maybe I just need the cue to remind myself that there are actually a million reasons he might be making that sound. And since he keeps paying for lessons, there's a very good chance that he actually is happy with my instruction. Just taking the time to name my frustration and work it out can be so helpful. And anyway, regardless of the outcome, it's definitely better than spending the day just counting the minutes down until I'm going to feel miserable, right? (laughs) Okay, so true story, that was a fictional scenario, but allow me to share an example that is more recent and very real in my life. Here we go. (laughs) If you have followed this podcast for a while, you know that I kind of had this great reckoning of sorts with my studio commitments last year. My lifelong tendency to overcommit <laughs> caught up with me in a gigantic way, and I was miserable. Now, that was not a secret to the people around me. <laughs> my family was very aware that I was living in a state of overwhelm. I was getting texts from my friends telling me that they were worried about me because they could tell I just wasn't myself. And I mean, I knew, I knew I was living in a state of constant exhaustion and panic and that I was just treading water for all I could. But I hadn't stopped and said out loud that something needed to change, that this was not something I wanted for myself. And it really wasn't until the week of the MTNA National Conference last year, that was March of 2022, when my friend Amy Chaplin invited me to stay with her for the week, along with our other friends, Jana Williamson and Joy Morin. And it wasn't until that week that I really got a chance to audit what was going wrong in my life. Because... Of course, when you gather with your all-star piano teacher friends, you talk a lot of shop. And the recurring theme of, like, every single conversation we had was, wow, I have no bandwidth to explore anything new. And then, wow, I am really just going through the motions in my teaching right now. And, wow, I have no life outside of work right now. (laughs) etc, etc, etc. And friends, if you listen to me, you already know that things like exploring new ideas and presenting students with an incredibly customized lesson experience, like those are all the things that are very most important to me in my work. But they weren't happening at all because I just had too much on my plate. And even though I knew that, It didn't really hit fever pitch until I was in a position to say those things out loud, like over and over again. (laughs) And the sheer ridiculousness of the number of times those comments came out of my mouth that week made it painfully obvious that something needed to change. 
And I left that little retreat, not with a plan, (laughs) but with a very real understanding that this was not sustainable, nor was it the life I wanted for myself or for my family. My mission to overhaul my teaching life was jump-started that week, and I am so grateful. Quick side note, if you want to hear about some of my solutions to that situation, be sure to catch Tim Topham's Integrated Music Teacher podcast this week as he is airing a conversation that we had back in September when all of this was really fresh. Anyway, enough about me. Now I am asking you, my friend, what do you need to say out loud? About a year ago, I released an episode titled Cheers to Naming What You Want. It's episode number 57 if you're curious and want to go back, but I know for a fact some of you need to voice out loud what it is you want from your teaching. This is a time of year when we get very focused on what other people want from us. (laughs) You know, like, how can we use our music to serve our community? And what kinds of gifts can we give to others to express how important they are to us? All of those things, which actually are good for the record, but like right now on the precipice of a new year, I can't help but feel like it is so important to name what you want to happen in the coming year. Otherwise, you're just going to be like that first scenario I mentioned today. You're going to mope around, feeling uninspired by your teaching, and wondering if this is really the profession for you, when, you know what, it actually is, and you just need to name what it is that you want to be feeling and troubleshoot the issue from there. We're really just scratching the surface of this whole, like, say it out loud thing. I am reminded of a sermon that I once heard where the pastor took this scenario from the front page of our local newspaper that morning about some kind of dust-up that happened outside a local bar in the middle of the night. His theory was that the whole incident could have been avoided had one of the people involved just stopped and said out loud, I'm going to walk outside this bar at 2 a.m. and yell a few obscenities at this other guy and just see what happens. (laughs) Because the thing is, if we can summon the awareness of whatever problematic situations we're in and actually verbalize what we intend to do next... Well, there's a good chance our logic will prevail and let us know if it's really a good idea or not. The problem, of course, is how incredibly uncommon it is to stop and put words to your situation. I mean, impulse does not usually wait to assess the situation, right? (laughs) So let's put this idea into the lesson environment. Let's say you are listening to a student struggle through the piece that they were supposed to have learned for that week. After all, last week you told them that they were going to play the entire piece for you no matter what. And, well, here you are listening to them slog through every painful beat of every excruciating measure. (laughs) Your impulse may likely say, well, 
I told him he was going to play the whole thing for me this week, so I'm going to make him just keep going. And because the passage work is so unfamiliar to that student, you spend about half of his lesson letting him, like, peck his way through the piece. Now, imagine that you could hit some kind of, like, timeout button in the midst of that lesson and say what is really happening out loud. Imagine yourself declaring, I am going to make Tommy get to the end of this piece, even though... This experience is currently filling him with insecurity and embarrassment and ultimately creating a lesson experience that he is going to dread rather than look forward to. <laughs> hmm. hmm, let me think about that. Or imagine yourself saying, the most important thing here is that Tommy knows I mean business when I tell him to be ready with the entire piece for the week. I mean, because that is essentially the hill you are dying on in this situation. Now, I am not here to debate the value in letting Tommy know that you mean business. <laughs> Many of you will say that's a priority. For me, it's important, but it's a little more complicated than that. Above all else, I want Tommy to have enthusiasm for the lesson experience, and wrapped up in that, I do want him to have respect for me and show that by generally completing the work that I ask him to do. But I digress. I will most definitely go on record as saying that there are better ways for us to spend his lesson time in this scenario than me just listening to him poke his way through a heller etude just because I told him to. <laughs> And to go back to my original point, I think that if I can find the necessary clarity to see what is best for Tommy in that scenario, by naming it, I am going to deliver him an optimal lesson experience on that day. I don't even need to tell you how valuable it is for us to name our next steps out loud when we are in the practice room, right? It's a life-changing practice element. Think, I'm going to sit down and play from start to finish and ignore any errors along the way because I just don't have the desire to sit and drill individual phrases right now. <laughs> Compare that to, I am going to conquer the evenness of this two-measure phrase before I do anything else. <laughs> Those are two very honest, but very different stated intentions. I do not have to debate with you which of those practice points are more valuable. <laughs> and yet, how many times do we take the step of verbalizing either of them? <laughs> not very much. How about this? Completely unrelated. What about, I'm going to sit down and scroll my phone for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> now hang on, no moral judgments here, friends. We work hard and we have earned some phone scrolling time if that's how you want to spend your day. However, we also know that there are plenty of times where we start scrolling and 20 minutes passes and then we beat ourselves up for all the things we neglected to accomplish during that chunk of time. There is nothing wrong with 20 minutes of phone scrolling if it brings you happiness. Intentionally declaring, this is the time I'm using my phone, 
can go a long way. Okay, so while you ponder whatever it is that you need to say out loud to help yourself manage your time and your teaching in a better way, I am going to offer a toast. Music teacher friends from all over the world, today we ponder the magic of putting language to our feelings and to our intentions. It's no secret that our bodies will manifest any number of feelings that we are having, for better or for worse. But sometimes the process of saying those words out loud, whether that be to a friend or a counselor or a pet or a houseplant, whatever it might be, that step is precisely what we need to figure out our next action. From trivial things to significant things, May we all strive to put more words to our intentions this week. I raise my glass to you, my incredible teacher friends, and I say, here, here. And that is a wrap on episode 105. Check out the show notes for details on how you can support this show via the Patreon community and for information on my super exciting Studio Foundations course that is currently open for enrollment. And friends, truly, I want you to consider what it is you need to say out loud. And then I want you to say it or journal it. And if you feel like you need someone to listen, email me. Like, for real. You can type it to me, or you can record a voice memo and send that to me as an attachment. My email address is beyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com, and I promise you, you are welcome there. I will listen to anything you have to say. (laughs) You can also leave a voicemail right in the show notes for this episode. There's a link there. You can DM me on social media. That's Beyond Measure Podcast as well. I mean, seriously, whatever you need to say out loud, do me a favor and just get it out so that you can move, as I always say, onward and upward. Deal? (laughs) Deal. Let's make it a great week, friends.